بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ونوابد. Lesson number eight for success in our series of leadership lessons is to value your teachers. Who is a teacher? Anybody who teaches you anything. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib was famous quote. He said, anyone who teaches me anything is my teacher and I will honor him lifelong. No matter how small the thing is, no matter how large. So teacher is not just somebody who is formally contracted as in the teacher in your school or a consultant or somebody who go to learn this or that or the other. Anyone who teaches you anything. Now, if anyone who teaches you anything is a teacher and must be valued lifelong, what about those who you go to formally to learn from? Right? Think about that. Today, we live in a world which is so far away from the adab, from the respect and the culture of Islam, of learning, of respecting teachers, that I don't even know where to begin. We were taught... Ustad ki ghalti pakarna sabse bade ghalti Finding fault with your teacher is the biggest fault. It doesn't mean that teachers are perfect. It doesn't mean that they are prophets. It doesn't mean they are gods. It just means that your respect for learning is such that if a teacher makes a mistake, you do not, it is not your place to correct that teacher or to find fault with that teacher. Right? Let somebody else do that. It is very, very uh, important for um, for us to understand that. If you don't do that, you will not benefit. I um, I remember when I first came to Crotonville, GE Crotonville, the uh, corporate university in New York, um, I was met at JFK with a limousine, uniform chauffeur, who picked me up, took me to Crotonville. He phoned. Those days, he didn't have a, there was no cell phones, but he had a car phone. So he phoned uh, the Crotonville reception desk uh, just as we were driving in. So the and we, it was it was quite late at night by the time I, we got there. But the receptionist, she met me at the bottom of the stairs, took me up. She had already filled in the entire check-in form and everything else. She just said, please sign here, Mr. Big. I signed it and that was it. She took me to the room, big massive room, beautifully furnished. Uh, she showed me the refrigerator and she said, everything here is free. Please feel free to eat and drink whatever you like. And every morning it will be replenished. You don't have to ask anybody. And then she says to me, this telephone here, is a direct, um, independent, international line. You are welcome to call anywhere in the world. And all of that is on the house. I was astounded. I was completely and totally astounded. I said, here is somebody telling me I can make international calls. How many calls do you think I made? I made one call to my wife in Hyderabad to tell her that I arrived safely and all is well. But the point is, in this whole way. Now, this is what continued. Uh, next morning, Carla Fisher, who is a dear friend of mine as well, she was a course anchor. 
so she met me she took me to the to the classroom when i finished the first session she took me from the classroom to the dining room and then she took me back to the classroom and so on now i was there for you know because i was i was auditing a course and teaching another course so i was there for over a week now after the second day i said to carla i said carla you don't need to you know come with me the whole time taking me back and forth and so on it's i i know the way it's no problem she said no this is she said this is my duty so i said why she said because we value people of knowledge we value who, who those who teach us who provide us with knowledge now i'm we're not talking here about uh, you know ancient indian culture or we're not talking about islamic culture we're talking about america the issue is that anyone who wants to benefit from learning and thinks that they can benefit by being arrogant to teachers by criticizing teachers by being disrespectful of teachers is i don't know what to say um in ge they didn't have these things written down but that was the the norm no shorts uh no thongs uh no mini skirts uh no uh you know shoes without uh, straps like slippers and so on uh, you came we didn't wear suits but we came dressed decorously men and women long trousers uh if you were wearing uh, women wearing skirts long skirts um you could wear a t-shirt but a proper t-shirt without slogans on it without stuff written on it and with a collar a t-shirt with a collar uh, many of us wore many of us wore a g course t-shirts uh, if it wasn't a course t-shirt you could wear anything else but you did that or you wore uh, a proper shirt uh, and of course you could wear a tie and so on but ties were not the norm usually so you wore a shirt now all of this is to show respect for the teachers to show respect for learning this is absolutely critical as far as learning is concerned in islam we have the whole concept of sohba the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam became sahaba because of the sohbat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they didn't become sahaba by going to some university or jamia or darul they went they they became the sahaba they became the best of creation after the anbiya by through the company of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and company means what it doesn't mean just hanging out it means learning from the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam formally and informally one of the most beautiful stories that i have from the sira is the story of abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu anhu he narrates he said Rasulullah sallallahu woke up for tahajjud. Now think about this. Abdullah ibn Abbas was the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu. He is the son of Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu and Abdullah ibn Abbas lived in the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Not because he was uh, poor or not because his father couldn't support him. Abbas bin Abdul Muttalib was was a very wealthy man. He was a big businessman. Abdullah ibn Abbas lived with Rasulullah sallallahu because he loved the prophet sallallahu he loved he loved Rasulullah sallallahu so he lived with him now he says Rasulullah sallallahu woke up for tahajjud Abdullah ibn Abbas at that time is maybe 11 to 12 years old right now think about this 
he did not say rasulullah woke up for tahajjud and woke me up no he said rasulullah woke up for tahajjud and i saw him wake up and i ran to get water for wudu i brought the water i poured the water for him he made wudu and then he put his blessed hand on my chest and he said oh allah give this boy an understanding of your kalam give this boy an understanding of your kalam that is the value of the dua of the teacher abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu is the first mufassir is the first exp, uh, uh, expl, explainer of the quran al karim he is the greatest mufassir of the quran al karim he is the first of them he is the great sahabi of rasulullah and all of that because of the respect for his teacher i think about this rasulullah sallallahu is his cousin right abdullah ibn abbas didn't say well you know after all he's my elder brother it's okay he is also the kindest of human beings he is never going to say anything to me if i sleep he will wake me up for fajr he won't even wake me up for tahajjud because tahajjud is after all nafil he will he will wake me for fajr sure but you know he will never criticize me he will never beat me or nothing because this was well known i mean nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam never even frowned at anybody with no he treated that opportunity that he had of being in the company of the rasul alaihi wasallam with such respect that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gave him <coughs> the benefit of the dua of the rasul alaihi wasallam and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the knowledge of the quran in his heart second story of abdullah ibn abbas in terms of radhiyallahu anhu in terms of respecting teachers with which i want to end this uh, podcast many years later abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu anhu was Uh, obviously much older and he was a wealthy man himself he was a businessman himself one day he wanted to meet somebody one of the other sahaba senior senior person he heard that he that this sahabi had a hadith from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu anhu wanted to hear from him so he set out from his house when he got out of the house and he went towards the house of the other person he realized that this was the middle of the afternoon it was a very hot day to siesta time so abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu went and he spread his cloak on the sand outside the door of the other sahabi in the shade of the wall and he simply sat there with his back to the wall he sat there throughout the afternoon at the time of salatul asr the other man from inside the house he came out to go to the masjid for salatul asr who does he find sitting on the on the ground outside his door abdullah ibn abbas he was flabbergasted he said subhanallah he said ya yeah, uh, ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah, habibi ya yeah, ya yeah, akhi my dear brother my dear beloved brother uh, why are you sitting here he said i came to ask you about this hadith he said why didn't you knock on the door he said because this was sleeping time and i did not want to disturb you he said subhanallah you are the all of you are the 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 ahlul bayt of the rasul alayhi salam you are the family of rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam you are there is no comparison between your level and my level your rank and my rank you why didn't you knock on the door he said no he said there is no question of any rank or anything there is no question of superiority inferiority i came to learn from you i am your student you are my teacher and it is my job to respect your teacher Respect my teacher. That sahabi 
He took his hand, he kissed his hand and he said, it is my job to love and respect the family of Rasulullah This is our way. We do not resent criticism from teachers. We love it. You go to the teacher to be criticized. You go to the teacher to be corrected. You go to the teacher to learn from the teacher. You go to the teacher so that the teacher can then tell you what you did wrong and how to make it right. If you resent critical feedback from the teacher, believe me, then you resent learning. Then my question is, then why did you go to the teacher? You should have remained ignorant. Nobody criticizes you. Live your life. Right? So, respecting teachers and taking from them, believe me, Alhamdulillah, I have had many teachers throughout my life. I may not have been their best student, but I can assure you, Alhamdulillah, and you can check with whoever they are, no teacher of mine ever complained that I was ever late. I was always in time for before time, before the teacher, I was in the class. I would always be in the class. That is my discipline for myself. No teacher could ever complain that I didn't take notes. No teacher could ever complain that I uh, treated the class uh, without regard and without, uh, you know, just lackadaisically and somehow, no. As I said, I may not have been the smartest and the, and the brightest, but definitely I was and have always been a student which the teacher appreciated and those teachers made dua for me and I got far more from the learning than I would have got if it was something else. Take the dua of the teachers. You know, the the, uh, the end of the day, it is the dua that uh, any teacher will make dua for you, for your well-being. I mean, you know, may Allah give him good health. I'm not, I'm talking about the dua like Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made. May Allah give him the fiqh of the Quran, give him the understanding of the Quran. That kind of the dua for ilm, dua for knowledge. That's how knowledge transfer happens because of the dua of the teacher. Make sure you get the dua of the teacher. Let the teacher pray for you. Behave in a way where the teacher will pray for you.